This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. So, what's on our plate today? Today, we are sharing the story of artichokes. Did you know, in 1948, Marilyn Monroe was named as the first official artichoke queen of the Castroville Artichoke Festival, which is still celebrated today in Castroville, California, 15 miles north of Monterey, in the month of May every year. Artichokes are one of the oldest foods known to humans, and the gods of Greek mythology, but we'll get to that a little later. The artichoke is a perennial in the thistle group of the sunflower family not to be confused with other unrelated vegetables that share its name, such as the Chinese artichoke, which is actually a tuber vegetable like the potato, and the Jerusalem artichoke, which is the tuberous root of a kind of sunflower and is also called a sunchoke. The commonly known artichoke that American consumers most often see in the grocery store is the green globe artichoke. There are, however, more than 140 artichoke varieties, like Violetto, Spinoso, and Blanco, but less than 40 are grown commercially. The predominant variety of artichoke, the green globe, is planted as a perennial, but there are other varieties that are also planted as annuals through direct seeding or transplants, including the cultivars Imperial Star, Big Heart, and Desert Globe. The artichoke is a vegetable with an edible core called the heart, which is found after removing the external scaly leaves and the inedible hair called the choke. Ever wonder what the artichoke heart is actually made of? Well, it's really just a clump of close-packed young leaves that are tender because they have not yet completely formed. The vegetable that we eat is really the plant's flower bud, and it's prime for eating as an immature flower. If allowed to flower, the blossoms are a beautiful violet-blue color, measuring up to 7 inches in diameter. However, the buds that we like to eat go away or become coarse and barely edible once the flowers bloom. In full growth, the artichoke plant spreads to cover an area about 6 feet in diameter and reaches a height of 3 to 4 feet. Harvesting is labor-intensive and is done completely by hand. Because the artichokes do not mature all at the same time, each plant must be harvested every seven days throughout the growing season. A single plant can produce more than 20 artichokes a year and continue to produce for 5 to 10 years, with new growth of shoots stimulated by completely cutting back the plant several inches below the surface, a process called stumping, which is done after every harvest. About three-quarters of the artichokes harvested each year are sold fresh, while the rest go to canning processors or frozen packers, where they become packaged artichoke hearts, bottoms, quarters, or even marinated varieties. Baby artichokes are not a separate variety, but merely smaller versions of larger artichokes, and their size comes from their location on the artichoke plant. Baby artichokes are picked from the lower parts of the artichoke plant, covered by the leaves and protected from the sun, which stunts their growth. The origins of the artichoke are somewhat unclear, perhaps because its history seems to be entangled with the cardoon, another thistle-like Mediterranean plant with edible leaves and stalks that is possibly a close relative of the artichoke. Roman naturalist Pliny the Elder did mention two types of edible thistles known to first-century Romans. 
one which, quote, throws out numerous stalks immediately, it leaves the ground, like a cardoon, the other, quote, thicker and having but a single stem and purple flowers, this likely being an ancestor of the modern globe artichoke we know and love today. The distinction between these two prickly plants becomes even hazier when some botanists insist that the cardoon and the artichoke are in the same family, while others strongly disagree. Furthermore, some have historically indicated that the artichoke was developed from a wild form of the cardoon, while others, including Jeffrey Grigson in his book A Dictionary of English Plant Names, have stated that the cardoon may have been derived in cultivation from the artichoke. Scientists now believe that today's cultivated artichoke and cardoon are both descended from the wild cardoon, a tougher, meaner, and pricklier plant, likely a native of North Africa and Sicily. So what came first, the chicken or the egg, the cardoon or the artichoke? While some questions can't clearly be answered, there is agreement on one thing. The artichoke originated somewhere in the Mediterranean, possibly the Canary Islands, Sicily, or nearby Tunisia, known as Carthage in ancient times. Artichokes are believed to have been grown for consumption in Sicily, Italy, around 500 BCE, and there is mention of the globe artichoke in Roman literature, including writings from Pliny the Elder, as far back as 77 CE. Ancient Greeks and Romans considered artichokes a delicacy and an aphrodisiac. In ancient Greece, the artichoke was attributed to being effective in securing the birth of boys. Wealthy Romans enjoyed artichokes prepared in honey and vinegar, seasoned with cumin. There's not much mention of artichokes in historical references during the Middle Ages, though it was known that artichokes were being enjoyed at Sicilian tables, as I said before, and that by 800 CE, North African Moors began cultivating artichokes in the area of Granada, Spain. Artichokes were first cultivated in Naples around the middle of the 15th century, and gradually spread to other sections of Europe. Artichokes became scarce after the fall of Rome, but re-emerged during the Renaissance in 1466, when the Strozzi family brought them from Florence to Naples. In the 16th century, eating an artichoke would have been scandalous for a woman, and it was indeed reserved only for men. Why were women denied the pleasure of this delectable veggie? Well, because the artichoke was considered an aphrodisiac. One woman of the time, Catherine de' Medici, defied the popular resolution dictating that women were not to eat vegetables thought to possess aphrodisiac qualities. She was married to King Henry II of France and is often attributed with making artichokes famous in her time. She evidently ate a lot of them and introduced artichokes to France in the 16th century when she arrived from Florence at the young age of 14 to marry the future king. Along with her personal servants came an entourage of Italian cooks, pastry chefs, vegetables, and herbs, as well as their traditional cooking techniques. Catherine promoted many unique flavors and introduced the French to a variety of vegetables, including the globe artichoke. From the 16th century to the end of the 20th century, the French were growing artichokes in Paris and raised them to gourmet status. Like many rare and unusual vegetables of that time, artichokes were so costly that only the wealthy could afford them. However, once farmers in Italy, Greece, and Spain began to grow artichokes in large quantities, the vegetable lost status in France and cultivation began to fade. From France, artichokes spread to Holland and England. Unlike the French, the British disregarded the artichoke, which is not too surprising, given that the English were reluctant to accept new vegetables that passed their way. Remember the tomato and its plight with poison rumors in England? If not, you should check out our Food Buzz episode 18 for the history of tomatoes, part one. Anyways, back to the artichoke. So in 1806, French immigrants brought artichokes to the United States when they settled in the Louisiana Territory. 
The unique vegetable was considered quite the delicacy among the French. Even today, restaurants in New Orleans, where many French immigrants settled, regularly feature artichokes on their menus. George and Martha Washington grew globe artichokes at Mount Vernon. Martha Washington's Book of Cookery even contains a 17th-century recipe entitled To Make Hartichoke Pie, spelled H-A-R-T-I-C-H-O-A-K. Thomas Jefferson also grew them at Monticello. Jefferson's garden book lists the first to come to table and last dish of artichokes from his crop over a 30-year period from 1794 to 1825. Jefferson had even invented a cipher to be used for his private correspondence with Meriwether Lewis during Lewis and Clark's famous trek to the Pacific coast, and the key word he chose was artichokes. He must have really liked them. During the 19th century, while the French brought artichokes to Louisiana, the Spanish were introducing the artichoke to California. However, California was essentially reintroduced to the artichoke in the early 1900s, when several Italian immigrants settled in Half Moon Bay, a northern coastal city, and realized that the area had a climate similar to Sicily, where artichokes originated. After harvesting several hundred acres of artichokes, they sent their first shipment to the East Coast in 1906. In 1922, a landowner in the Salinas Valley of Monterey County, which is just south of Half Moon Bay, leased his land to Italian farmers wishing to grow artichokes. The land was previously dedicated to growing sugar beets. However, artichokes were fetching high prices, triple what the sugar company could bring in for the same land. Interest in artichokes continued to grow in Northern California, and by the 1950s they became so popular in the state that artichokes earned the standing of official vegetable of Monterey County. In general, artichokes are grown in the United States, Southern Europe, North Africa, and in certain countries of South America. Today, most artichokes grown worldwide are cultivated in France, Italy, and Spain. As far as the United States, California provides more than 99% of the national crop. That's right, artichokes in the U.S. almost exclusively come from California. With that in mind, Castroville, California named itself the Artichoke Center of the World, for its ideal climate of moist air, even temperatures, and frost-free areas with cool and foggy summers. With its two packing houses and the country's only artichoke processing plant, Castroville became the United States Artichoke Growing Center. For centuries in Europe, artichokes have also been used as a natural substitute for rennet to help manufacture cheese. Cheese produced with artichokes results in a unique style of soft cheese with a nice, slightly bitter flavor. Today, cheeses produced with artichokes are still popular in the Mediterranean, primarily in Spain and Portugal. So what about the origin of the name itself? Well, some would describe the artichoke's name evolution as a linguistic mess. The word artichoke most likely came down the line from Arab-occupied Spain. There, the Western Arabic word for artichoke, al-karsufa, turned into the Spanish al-karsofa, which worked its way to Italy, where it got turned into artisioco. This word then worked its way into English, and since English speakers tended to make up associations for words, many called it a hartichoke with an H, among other spelling variations, perhaps because the vegetable somewhat resembled a heart. Eventually, we landed with the English word and spelling that we use today. Another fun fact about the artichoke is its genus name, Cynara cardenculus. According to Greek mythology, the god Zeus is responsible for the creation of the artichoke, as the story goes, there was a girl named Sinara who lived on the island of Zinari. 
Zeus was visiting his brother Poseidon one day when, as he emerged from the sea, he saw the beautiful young mortal woman. He was so pleased with her that he decided to make her a goddess so that she could be closer to his home on Olympia. Sonara agreed, and the plan was that Zeus would visit her whenever his wife Hera was away. However, Sonara soon grew homesick and snuck away back to Earth for a brief visit. Feeling rejected, Zeus was filled with anger, and he turned the hard-to-get Sonara into a thorny and difficult thistle, tough on the outside and soft on the inside, the plant we know today as the artichoke. The globe artichoke has a long history of traditional use in herbal medicine. Vietnam, China, and many other Asian countries have been using artichokes as a delicious herbal tea for many centuries, known to relieve many bodily disorders. Today, Vietnam still produces very high-quality artichoke tea. According to Pliny the Elder, the artichoke was believed to have a number of beneficial medicinal effects, even in ancient Roman times, among them curing baldness, strengthening the stomach, freshening the breath, and promoting the conception of boys. In ancient Egypt, globe artichokes were highly prized and regarded as a health food. Again, the globe artichoke was historically only available to the wealthy, who used it to help with liver function after excessive eating and drinking. In Turkey, artichoke decoctions are used as blood cleansers and again for detoxing the liver, which in turn also helps to cleanse the skin. It is also considered to be the ideal remedy for hepatitis. Today, vegetables are recognized for their health contents, from vitamins and minerals to phytochemicals, and the artichoke in particular is being examined to explore its phytochemical matters that contain powerful antioxidant properties, which may be beneficial in helping the liver to regenerate tissue growth. Antioxidants have also been linked with the ability to help prevent cancer, neuronal degeneration, heart disease, and overall aging. Research has also found that one of the phytochemicals in artichokes can stimulate the taste buds, and in fact many people have considered the artichoke as an appetite stimulant. That phytochemical is also responsible for bringing sweet flavors to any foods you eat immediately after eating the artichoke. Artichokes are available nearly year-round, with peak seasons in the spring and fall. Look for hydrated younger artichokes that are heavy for their size and have closed, tight leaves and a deep green color. Some like to check for freshness by giving the artichoke a squeeze, as a fresh one will squeak. How can you tell if it's hydrated? Check the stems for drying to avoid old or tough artichokes. Why closed leaves? Open leaves indicate that the artichoke is mature, and the heart will be overdeveloped and largely inedible. Note that in winter and early spring, artichokes will show the effects of the cold temperatures, and may be darker in color, bronze-tipped, or have a whitish, blistered appearance due to the exposure to light frost. This is called winter-kissed. Many consider these frosted artichokes to be the most tender, with a rich, nutty flavor. To store fresh artichokes at home, sprinkle them with a little water, but do not wash, and refrigerate them in an airtight plastic bag. They should last a week when stored properly. Cooked artichokes, on the other hand, are quite perishable. Store leftover cooked artichoke in a plastic bag in the refrigerator for no more than two to three days. So how do you eat an artichoke? Well, you could say that the artichoke is the original finger food, and it is definitely a hands-on experience. If it's your first encounter with this veggie, rest assured that it's not as intimidating as it may look, and is actually quite easy once you master the technique. Some say it's a test of patience, and others say it's a labor of love. However you look at it, the average time it takes to eat an artichoke is, drumroll please, 20 minutes. 
So here's the deal. The artichoke consists of four main parts. The leaves, the choke, the heart, a.k.a. the bottom, and the stem. Artichokes can be steamed, boiled, baked, fried, and stuffed. Cooked, they are delicious served hot or cold. They can be served as an appetizer, a side dish, a featured ingredient in soup, or even as a main course. So when they're fully cooked, the individual leaves of the artichoke are eaten by hand, one leaf at a time. This practice led to an Italian expression, la politica de carsioff, translating as artichoke policy, referring to the policy of dealing with opponents one at a time. So, peel the leaves off the cooked artichoke one at a time, dip into provided sauce if desired, such as a plain or flavored mayonnaise, salad dressings, or vinaigrettes. Grip the leaf, curve side down, lightly between the front teeth, and pull gently, scraping off the soft flesh side. Discard the spent leaf and repeat. Once the leaves have been peeled away, the fuzzy, inedible spiked center, known as the choke, is exposed. You must remove the choke, which is attached to the heart. Holding the base of the artichoke, you can pull off the choke in bits and pieces by hand, or use a knife or spoon to circle the base's rim and scoop it out. The portion that's left is considered the piece de resistance, the favored artichoke heart. This is a succulent, meaty segment that can be cut into pieces and enjoyed immediately, or used in other recipes. Let's not forget about the fleshy stem. Some countries discard the artichoke stems while others eat them with gusto. This is because the edible stems can be nearly as delicious as the heart, unless the artichoke is old or overripe, in which case the stems can be tough, fibrous, and even bitter. Italians love to stuff artichokes with a seasoned breading mixture. Another typical Italian approach is to fry the sliced artichoke hearts in olive oil. In Italy, they enjoy the very small cultivars of artichokes that cook to such tenderness they can be eaten whole. Four of their main varieties include Catanese, Romanesco, Spinoso Sardo, and Violetto di Toscana. Some of these varieties have tints of pink and purple on their outer leaves, and a few of the purple varieties can even be eaten raw if they are very young. These cultivars are rarely exported, but travelers to Italy remark about their superb flavors. There's even an Italian liqueur made with artichokes, known as cinar, a bittersweet aperitif often mixed with orange juice. The French influence can be felt, or should I say tasted, in the rich cooking style of the New Orleans French Quarter. There, the artichoke is used as a container for stuffing with seafood and seasoned breadcrumbs laced with onions, garlic, Romano cheese, and fresh lemon peel. Another French innovation involves serving artichoke leaves surrounding a bowl filled with an oyster dip. Cooked and marinated artichokes can also be purchased in Italian markets and in supermarkets, as can artichokes that are cooked, quartered, and water-packed in cans. Of course, we recommend getting your hands on a fresh artichoke, checking the Specialty Produce app for recipe ideas, and indulging in one of the earliest foods known to man. Just don't be afraid to get your hands dirty. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specialty Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. As always, you can find more information, recipe ideas, and spots of local produce on the Specialty Produce app. Tune in next time for more food fables. And remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Next time.